Hello there, and welcome to Win Stupid Prizes, the show where we ask the questions that nobody thought were worth asking. I'm Eddie, and I'm joined today by three people I've never seen before in my life, and they are Bear. I'm an invisible man! <laughs> AJ? I'm not remotely offended by this. <laughs> and Paul? Well, I do keep on changing how I appear, so that does make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I got a question today, because spooky season is upon us, ah! and the day that everybody turns into monsters for a night is approaching, and so I need to know, which monster would you like to be? Oh, thanks. <laughs> I already know, baby. Oh, yeah? It's the best monster. It's the monster, well... Define best. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best monster to be. Everyone knows them. Everyone loves them. We all have a monster inside us, uh, waiting uh, to get out. In Interesting. You're not wrong. <laughs> and that's a skeleton, baby! Oh, I see. Skele- sorry, sorry. Skeleton, comma, baby, or a skeletal baby? Well, babies have skeletons too, Paul. Oh, no. Oh, my God. This is terrifying. <laughs> I know I'm more terrified of babies than I have at this moment. Any kind of skeleton. I mean, I think everyone can be a skeleton. Everyone knows how to be a skeleton for one thing, right? So it's accessible. <laughs> everyone knows how to be a skeleton. Keep stripping until you run out of it. anything but bones. <laughs> We've spent our whole lives basically with safety wheels on being a skeleton. Okay, wait, hang on. You think that? The meat bag is a safety feature. <laughs> the flesher like stabilizers on the bike. <laughs> they have nerve endings. I want it the other way around. You want all flesh, no skeleton? What? You want more nerve endings? <laughs> no, no. I'm saying if the flesh is the safety wheels, then surely you want the safety wheels to be like the tough bony bit protecting your fleshy interior. You want an exoskeleton? <laughs> if you're asking. Okay, AJ, you've chosen giant insect made of bone. <laughs> <laughs> exoskeleton would be a funny monster. A big exoskeleton bug is basically still a skeleton, right? I guess so. For the purposes of this conversation, we'll go with yes, I guess. Okay, but that, that's not what I'm trying to be, although it is cool, and I, I have friends like that. <laughs> so, first of all, skeletons are timeless classics, right? They are. Everyone knows what a skeleton is. You can't just fake being a skeleton the way you can with a zombie, right? Because all the meat's gone okay. you have all the stuff you need to be doing something fancy to have your bones flapping around so that's already impressive <laughs> your bones are flapping you got problems it takes effort <laughs> well to be fair there isn't much that's like to get them to move when you've removed the bit that makes everything move that's the tricky bit right it's to be fair the impressive bit I mean I've seen enough skeletons to know that they can do somehow I don't need to know how they work just that they do but skeletons have like they have such a wide range right like zombies are basically always gross or maybe scary or dumb. Okay. Whereas like skeletons, plenty of skeletons are our friends. If you imagine being friends with a skeleton, you know what that's like. They've always been a part of us. I think you need to extrapolate on that point a tiny bit more, Bear Bear. We all know what the goofy skeleton party member is like. They make bone jokes all the time. They make jokes about how they don't have body parts. They play their ribs like a xylophone. Oh, that is a good bit. So so, so let me just understand this. The reason why you won't want to be a skeleton is because you have permanent access to musical instruments. That's a big feature, yes. You already have that at present. Unfortunately. You are the only man I know that consistently drums their own stomach. Imagine how much better it'll sound when I'm the built-in marimba. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be more tuneful. It's not only just like skeletons can have access to instruments, they're just like innately musical. Every skeleton is a member of a band. Yeah. Okay, okay. I think that is different. If you die, or if you like enter the realm of the dead, there's always a group of skeletons 
skeletons singing and playing music and like you get mariachi skeletons you get jazz skeletons it's an interesting point that although i do not have a musical bone in my body when i die somehow i gain the said music bone into my skeleton somewhere if you're a skeleton paul every bone in your body is a musical bone <laughs> okay okay fine look if you're having problems with having the right kind of bone being a skeleton is all about having problems with the bones <laughs> i'm already in my 30s problems with bones are just daily life i got 99 problems and my bones are all of them <laughs> well here's the the other part right you're open to so many pranks first of all you can do so many pranks oh, okay uh, you can do jokes where like hey keep your eye on this for me says to your friend you're like i don't have any eyes uh, that's not a prank that's just a joke <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke it's a joke you can prank people by leaving your bones around oh, okay uh, someone's <laughs> like hey could you pass me the salt you hand them your finger and it's like uh-huh. oops sorry i made a boner <laughs> and then you're tying in the old boner you can be a boner there's so many boner jokes available to you <laughs> I, I, you literally want to be a skeleton just because you want to say the word boner not just because paul i'm not saying me. a number of things that make me want to be a skeleton and boner is one of them <laughs> to be fair focusing on the humor side of it is definitely playing to the judge for god's sake there's also like we know from video games that you can often just generate an unlimited supply of bones to throw uh, d- by killing people <laughs> no, no, you just throw bones and they just you just don't run out. Uh, okay. Interesting theory. Like, we know quite a few skeletons. The skeletons of Undertale, the skeleton hammer bros from Mario. They never run out of bones. That's true, to that's throw. true. They never run out of bones. Suspicious. They just do fun things with bones. It just happens. And you can't die. You get jumped on the head and all you, you just got to wait five seconds to reconstruct yourself. Yeah. That's pretty good. You're useful to send in to all these places where people, like, can't breathe or, or all that stuff. You can hang around for a long time. Can you regenerate the same... Just because you have an infinite supply of bones. No, you can't regenerate your own bones, which is the point I want to get to, is you're then open to being pranked in humorous ways uh. where people, like, take a key bone and suddenly you're shorter. Like, they take a few bits of your spine. I was thinking that. You wake up and you're a tiny little skeleton going, go, 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 go. <laughs> It is funny that you point out the, the humorous aspect of it because if they steal your humorous bone, then you, oh. your jokes suddenly stop landing. You're not funny anymore. <laughs> they become so much better. You keep talking about how you're missing your funny bone. Yeah, but no, but that's it. You <laughs> can't make jokes anymore. You're not humorous anymore. <laughs> That's the key of the skeletons. Every bone is your funny bone. Oh my word. <laughs> I don't mind if Bear wants to be a skeleton. I think if I'm going to be a skeleton, I can't go near Bear because I'm definitely going to get important things hidden in embarrassing places. <laughs> that's that's so good too. Yeah, you're up for... So all the food stuff, you're like, oh, I'm so hungry. You sit down at the table with your friends. You just drop the food through, look down like, whoopsie. <laughs> and if other people are skeletons, you can have all these funny like physical comedy bits. You go for a hug and then your rib cages get stuck together and your bones sort of untangled. So, so this this is this is great as a TV show. I I think in life this is gonna be real fucking annoying. What, what's the difference? <laughs> um, the other thing is you're always friends with dogs, even when they inconvenience you. Yeah, okay. I was gonna bring up dogs. Dogs are always friends with you, but you might not want to be friends with dogs. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a prime way of going. Well, I guess I don't have a foot now. <laughs> there are definitely going to be times when the dog buries one of your body parts or when you have to chase after a dog. Right. I think that's part of the appeal to me. Like, yeah, it's an inconvenience, but it's funny. And it's not like I've got any time limits. I'm a skeleton. It's a conversation starter. I have basically all of time to go run around and make this bit. (laughs) If you ever, like, break a bone, how devastating is that? 
I don't think that happens. <laughs> you don't, oh, no one's ever broken a vow. That's the biggest get-out clause. Just like, I don't, I just won't. <laughs> I think that only happens to, like, enemy skeletons when they are just mooks, right? When they're just, like, fodder and they take blunt damage. But I've broken bones in my padded version. In my training wheels body. <laughs> yeah. I've still managed to break bones. That's a skill issue, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, no, you're right, you're right. Okay. It is a problem we'll have to address, and I did just hand wave it away. But now that I think about it you just drink some milk oh you've already established you can't consume things skeletons love milk just simply run a bath of milk paul obviously oh, right, just okay. cleopatra it yeah exactly well you pour it down your mouth and it just trickles down your bones and somehow it heals you everyone's like you can't eat stuff you just pour liquids down and they just spill on the floor don't drink all that milk you do it all the milk spills on the floor and then your bones fixed and everyone's like get the hell out of here bone man <laughs> calcium by the sounds of it it's more likely you can spend all of your life doing food-based jokes and then cleaning up the mess. <laughs> Isn't that what Bear does already? Terminally requiring a broom. So what you're saying is, I found a way to make the parts of life I love last forever. <laughs> I'm really happy for you, honestly. Yeah, I guess I'll be happy for you. I might move out, but nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I think skeletons occupy a place in our hearts where like... No, they explicitly don't. <laughs> <laughs> they've got, they've got a lot, not baggage. What's the good side of baggage? What's the good baggage? <laughs> Prestige, history, goodage. It's just there is a lot that people know about skeletons. Like it doesn't take much thinking to say, like, imagine a funny skeleton as your friend. Everyone sort of lands on the same kind of thing. Yeah, everyone knows what a funny skeleton is. That's just a thing. And the way it acts. Yeah, exactly. So like, I think you've got a lot going for you. You've. It, it's not going to be hard to integrate into society, into monster society. It's not going to be hard to. <laughs> To continue to exist and have friends and have fun. But you can always have a job in like the evil league or whatever. You can always be a henchman. That's true, they do always need goons. Or there are skeletons like Overlord, the anime. This there's a skeleton man, he's a lich, but he's a skeleton. He's just the big boss. Skeletons have range. <laughs> skeletons do got range. So you what you want to be a skeleton because boner jokes. Options. And options. Boner <laughs> jokes, food jokes, pranks, friends with dogs. And options to be a comic villain. Give or take. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is a pretty strong opener. I also, the final thing, I don't know how this works or whether it works, but uh, there's a decent chance that if you're a skeleton, if you just find, like, someone else's arm, you might just be able to put it on you and have, like, a third flappy arm. Oh. Or maybe it doesn't quite work well immediately, and that's also funny. Because you do get these big skeleton monsters that are just a big pile of bones as well, right? Oh, but then you open the world to, if there's another skeleton that steals your arm, suddenly you're an arm <gasps> down and they now have your arm. <laughs> Can skeletons become a hive mind? <laughs> Probably. A big bone mass. A couple of options there, right? One is that, yes, they take your arm, but it knows it's your arm and you know it's your arm. So, like, it'll be odd for them and it'll be sort of like the one ring trying to find its way back to you okay. and maybe messing with them unless they're on, you know, if they're a friend. Uh -huh. So you can borrow body parts, but you sort of have to make friends with them. Sure, okay. That is kind of how it feels to have arms. Yeah. The, the concept that, that my appendages would have independent thought and mind of their own and feelings is already quite terrifying as it is. Just like a little pet arm bone. But it isn't a pet, it's me. <laughs> Only when it's off you. Oh, 
does that mean you can like be like, oh, I want I want some milk from the fridge. Just throw your arm towards the kitchen and it will figure it out from there. Yeah, like the friendly hand from the Adams family. Like thing, yeah. Probably, maybe, yes. That's a good power to have. The other is you can always bone meringue it, right? You take your arm off, put it at an angle and fling it so it just grabs the milk mid-flight and whips back How to you. bendy, your bones. You have elbows for that. You have an elbow ball. <laughs> but that doesn't lock. Oh, you, your not... bones are built in with joints. <laughs> your bones are bendy by default. Your bones are designed to move with each other. I don't know what you're talking about. It must be a young person thing. <laughs> Paul's life experience. All, Paul is one big fused bone. <laughs> just cannot relate to any of this. Uh, there, was, there was a reason why sports wasn't really my strong point. Because <laughs> you were a stick. <laughs> okay, so let's imagine I take my arm off. My arm's not going to be as smart as the rest of the skeleton when it's separated, right? That makes sense. Mm. It can follow simple instructions. If it ends up befriending another skeleton, maybe there's sort of like an emotional sharing element. It becomes what we need in society. <laughs> The emotions are stored in the bones. Yeah. Okay, okay. So that's, that's that's a positive spin. What happens if when you detach your arm and your arm's a dick? <laughs> the, this arm doesn't want to do jack shit. It's like, oh, my arm's off. Well, it's fucking off and doing its own thing, <laughs> punching people in the face. My arm's an asshole. If that's what my arm's doing, then it's probably what I wanted it to do, unless it's been off for a long time and has been swayed by another skeleton. Emotionally detached arm. <laughs> yeah. Both literally and emotionally detached. I think like your bones are all on the same page at first. Right, your bones all pretty much have the same goals and personality, and then they go off as a, like a smaller set of you and experience the world. So maybe you come back together, having like sought out your arm for many years, and it's had a completely different life experience, and then you end up like clashing with your arm. Yeah, it's like it's individuated psychologically, right? Yeah, just just the idea that I go to bed at night and then I wake up in the morning and it, and I'm just ahead, and all of my appendages have gone. You know what? We've experienced life throughout the day, and we're going to leave you behind. <laughs> <laughs> We've worked out this shit for ourselves. So I think um, I'm identifying a slightly different nature from you, where you you seem to feel that you're at war with yourself. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like Paul's existence. We're all monsters, bad. And I, I feel like I'm coming from a position where I'm on my side, whether I'm good or bad. I don't want the intervention live on a podcast. Thank you. <laughs> oh, welcome to this episode of Would You Prizes, where how will we fix Paul? <laughs> where has his left foot gone? <laughs> With more bones. We lend Paul our bones and they help, like, understand each other. And then Paul becomes the amalgamation. No. <laughs> Don't worry, Paul. When the episode's over, I'll come give you a bone. Great. Nice. <laughs> um, so I think probably continuing with the idea of, like, me having needing an emotional support box, I think I would be, I would like to be a Dalek. <laughs> <laughs> that might protect you from bear. Yeah, exactly. It's great. Aren't they emotionless? Isn't that, like, part of their shit? Well, Precisely. Well, no, no, they're just permanently angry. Okay, the one emotion that you have anyway. Yeah. So you've gone from, hey, I don't like this sort of self-analysis that's going on. I should live in a bin. Yes. Yeah, no, that's, it's a mood. We're all with you there, Paul. It's a quite, a quite technically advanced bin, to be fair. Yeah, it has a toilet plunger as well. It's a dual purpose bin. It has a toilet plunger which can, you know, do many things including press key bags, uh, plunge toilets, suck people's faces off and plunge toilets. In um, that order. Uh, you've got a whisk as well. Uh, yes, I can get a whisk. Um, I can exterminate things, which is quite useful for cleaning. Yes, um, cleaning. <laughs> uh, just, I, I don't know much about Doctor Who, but do the Daleks, are they actually good at exterminating things or do they just talk a big game? No, they, they are like a genuinely threatening force. They've got a laser cannon that immediately disintegrates things. <laughs> okay. They don't look much, but they are genuinely threatening. I know they talk about exterminating a lot. I just don't know how much they succeed in the actual show. Yeah, not, not that much against like humans because humans...
humans are the good guys, but they do eliminate a lot of other monsters in Doctor Who, weirdly. Okay, yeah. They've got a lot of success in their backstory. Yes. I was about to, I was about to, about to say, they do generally have quite a lot of success. Like, yes, they have a lot of success. When you hear them going around going, exterminate, you have to think about that like the large vehicle reversing noise. It means that they're actively doing it. So not only do they talk a big game, they're actually exterminating. It's, it's also a warning to let you know they're there so you can get out of it's, the way. It's all, it's all built into the laser cannon. It sort of, it, it has to be declared. <laughs> it's a voice activated. <laughs> it's a disclaimer. It's like, we are here exterminating. If you choose to be here, that's on you. Yeah. yeah so, so ultimately, I also think probably on the inside, it's probably quite comfy, mm-hmm. you know, regulate the temperature, get, you know, your, your drinks in oh, there as well. you would be the weird tentacle thing inside the Dalek. A little octopus squid thing, yeah. Yeah, but I'm mainly inside the box well, thing. Are you a squid thing or, uh, you know, Mr. Uh, Dalek man with a Greek name, Stavros or whatever. Yeah. Stavros. Spiros. Spiros. Yeah, Stavros. Yeah, let's go with Stavros. All right. <laughs> is that, is Stavros a Dalek or is Stavros a man who do a Dalek? Yeah, he made the Daleks. I believe he's a hybrid. Okay. So you want to be a, a full Dalek, not like a... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to commit to this. I'm going to be a Dalek. I'm not going to be like special Dalek. I'm going to be basic bitch Dalek. Yeah, yeah, yeah legit. Paul's already an yeah. old man, so there's no point in being Davros. <laughs> Which era Dalek are you? Do you want to be defeated by stairs? <laughs> I want to be able to fly. <laughs> I don't want to be defeated by stairs or lifts or any other large drop. <laughs> you want to be the reveal era Dalek, right? Where everyone thinks you can be defeated by stairs and then you very slowly and awkwardly just start levitating like someone's got you on a string and you're like, stairs aren't a problem anymore! <laughs> like, I, 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 I guess like I'm being opposed to being the theatrical Dalek. <laughs> I win the staring contest! <laughs> got got the whole voice modulator in already, just had to change it up a bit. Now, is this going to limit your ability to make weird scream sounds? Uh, no, I think if anything, improve it. I was thinking <laughs> yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> Most of them do have to be exterminate, but that's fine, we'll make it work. I think, I think they definitely have some voices where they've, I don't know, they're being pushed somewhere, they generally have a noise. Uh, (laughs) Also, if you're a Dalek, you can outsource the screaming. The temptation to just search Dalek noises and see what YouTube gives me is high. It'll be exactly what you just heard. It's not great for podcasts. Doesn't that one really famous Dalek do all that whistling as well? Like... What are you uh, talking about? Yeah, R2-D2 <laughs> is just a weird cousin Dalek you'll fight. Oh, that's what you're talking about. <laughs> I have a question about Dalek individuality in society. Yes. Are they all just like conforming minions or is that, are they just wearing armor for like a job? Uh, there's no different ranks. It's like there is like different grades. Yeah. They don't have much personality and the ones that usually do have personality are exterminated because it's weird. Right. Uh, so um, much like humans. Uh, <laughs> well, so like the, the bins are all studded, right? Can you like put goth studs on your bin and tattoo your armor or whatever? I think those are warheads. Oh! Uh, <laughs> they do serve some sort of purpose. I forget what. Oh yes, because they give up the studs at some point, don't they? Oh, they're like shields or something. I forget what they yeah, are. They might be shields. That's a good point. I had no idea they had a purpose. I thought they were just for our viewing pleasure. I think they were originally a design choice and they gave them a purpose at some point. I mean, they needed to put something on the bin to make it look less like a <laughs> bin. bin. Yeah, originally, yes, I imagine that was the case. <laughs> or maybe they just really loved Thor's original outfit. <laughs> but ultimately, you get to be part of a big hive collective or go out with your mates to go and exterminate. <laughs> There's a sense of community. And quite nice. This is the second sort of hive mind we've pitched, apparently. Sort of hive mind. Are they a hive mind or are they just very, like, um, fashion? fashion. 
fascist. <laughs> yeah, they all have the same ideology. <laughs> They're very agreed in that. So that's nice for them. <laughs> it's nice for them, terrible for the galaxy. Yeah, terrible for the galaxy. <laughs> it's a tight-knit community, something we all crave. Yeah, okay, okay. So just to run over the reasons you want to be a Dalek. The main reason I want to be a Dalek is because I want to be inside a very comfy baked bean tin and have lots of friends that also want to be inside baked bean tins. <laughs> you are in the right place. <laughs> and having, and though, an exterminating laser is not that bad either, I guess. <laughs> I like this. I like that you've got the, the squishy bit on the inside. That's a step upwards. The right way round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, bones have a squishy bit on the inside and it's delicious. Oh, there's another bug. <laughs> Daleks are just bugs. <laughs> Who would have thought it? <laughs> Do Daleks have friends? Um, I don't think they know what the meaning of the word friend is. Yeah, they've got enemies. They've only got enemies. You just want to be in a club. <laughs> they just sort of hate is their, their vibe in general. Yeah, permanent anger and hate. So, Paul, you just want to be in a hate box is what you're saying. <laughs> Isn't that what the internet is? A, a, metal, a, me- a metal box of hate. <laughs> a metal box of hate and lasers. A metal box of hate that hopefully is quite comfy. <laughs> I think that the funniest thing about this is that Daleks, it turns out, are very community orientated, which is not a realisation <laughs> I expected to have. <laughs> It has a very explicit understanding as to what they think is good community, which is none of it. Um, yeah, no. Every other community needs to go. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, there is a community spirit, sort of. Yeah. Good family, bad neighbours. Mm. So I'm going to show myself up here. I love the villain turn that we are experiencing, but the way I was envisaging it was more of a solitary evil killing everyone five. All good monsters kill everyone, yep. Bear with me, bear with me. It's better than it sounds. Bear with me. Wait, you're going to yeah. be me. <laughs> You've not killed everyone yet. Not in this timeline. Ah, we're, we're pretty funny in this timeline. You like to keep us around. I don't know. I just, I always thought it would be better to be a dragon. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're not like small and squishy. You're big and... And squishy. And less squishy. <laughs> On the inside. You've got your fire extermination thing. You've got your nice comfy cave without too much like sensory information going on you can hibernate for a really long time you do have to like sleeping on metal though that's usually like a prerequisite as opposed to being a Dalek where sleep in metal they have little cushions in there <laughs> look 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 okay I, I think it'll be comfortable in there this is the bit where I google and it's just existence is pain inside the box but we'll deal with that later yeah and we're outside the box <laughs> well dragons have those big they have big scales right they make their own they have their own cushions and when you're that big isn't the gold base basically a liquid to them. It's like a waterbed. <laughs> that is a really interesting way of thinking about it. Are dragons also bugs because they have the scales on the outside? <laughs> I was going to say that, but they also have big bone, right? So they have like hard skin, but big, bigger bone. Uh, okay, all right. The nice thing about being a dragon is even if things go bad, you might have a good chance as a dragon skeleton. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Bone dragons. <laughs> yeah, it gets back round again. Although I think the bone dragons tend to lack some of the humor that, that normal human skeletons get to have. So it would be a good fit for me. <laughs> aren't they also like specifically necromantic resurrections and therefore aren't in control? They can be. But, all right, fair enough. You get Draco liches and stuff like that. Sure. That's something that happens on a like occasional basis in real life. A couple times a year. What, what is your opinion on terrorizing towns? Yes. Hello. <laughs> like I, I haven't asked this, but has there has there been a spate of arsons near where you currently live? <laughs> now it is funny you mention that. We've had a very hot summer, you know. Oh. <laughs> Pure coincidence. Definitely nothing yeah. to do with me. <laughs> and the hot summer was mainly due to the copious amounts of fire. <laughs> well, yeah, they go hand in hand. You don't necessarily even have to do a lot of work, right? You do some administrative work, threatening people, setting up tribute, and then you nap for like a long time. A really long time, like a thousand years. And every time it gets near Halloween. 
Halloween. That is all I want to do. <laughs> just wake up for Halloween so that people can come trick or treat you and you just give them like a handful of coins. <laughs> oh, go away. Here's some gold. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I've harvested all the gold from this town. Better do trick or treating so that they can tribute me again. <laughs> yeah. Self sustaining economy. <laughs> I mean, what you really maybe want to do is not just, you don't necessarily want to terrorize your local area. You want to become, much like Paul, some kind of fascist leader. <laughs> <laughs> where you only terrorize them where they're bad and then you give them the tools and the means to go out on your behalf and do terrorism elsewhere so that more places have to tribute you. That sounds like a lot of effort and if you're a dragon you kind of don't have to because you can just fly out and do it yourself faster. <laughs> but that's more effort than like just taking a nap and having your local like subservient village do it while you sleep. I don't know, mm. my management can be real annoying. <laughs> <laughs> you need to do a bit of work but then you want to set up the hierarchy so you're just getting passive income, right? The hierarchy is very important, yeah. You've got to make sure you still have value, though, because at some point, otherwise, they're going to realise that you don't have value and come and try and get rid of you. Um, I think Jeff Bezos can say with some confidence yeah. that you don't need to prove that. <laughs> and he can't even breathe fire. I'd be so much better. That's a good point. Jeff Bezos might actually be a great answer for this. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> an, an interesting side tangent there. <laughs> we are all monsters, but more specifically... Are dragons the original capitalists? <gasps> We asked about monsters, not just evils. Yeah, yeah, okay, fair enough. And I like to have a distinction there. Reasonable. On the other hand, it's going to be easier to dress as Jeff Bezos than a dragon. I don't know. Mm, I think I'd rather be the dragon. <laughs> Good, that's solved. It, 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 does, it does generally mean that you probably have, like, periodically people just turning up and trying to kill you. Yeah, I think fewer people want to kill dragons than want to kill Jeff Bezos. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I guess. Skyrim's pretty popular. I think a few more people would want to do it for the uh, the meme. Like, it's, it's a done thing. You tr you go and try and kill a dragon. The, the meme, not 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 the clout to the meme. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> the XP, obviously. Uh, oh, uh, XP dump. Those dragon bones. The dem bones. They are pricey. <laughs> so we need to establish a little bit, I think, of your dragon properties, because there's many different kinds of dragon, different origins. They have different powers, different functioning. Regular dragon, acid dragon, bone dragon. How many legs do you have? Do you have wings? Do you live underground? Oh, all of the legs. I'm thinking like several sets of wings. Wait, wait, you see all the legs? Not all of the legs. Like a, a millipede dragon. Ah, oh, Chinese dragons, they have a good number of legs, right? But they really skimp on the wings. But they fly without the wings, right? They do, yeah, but the wings for me, it's a it's a vibe. It's an aesthetic, right. you know? So you want to be a long boy? Yeah, I'm thinking like a, a pretty long dragon. But also, you know the other kind of dragon that we love here? Uh, Barney, the dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, Puff, Puff the magic dragon. Dragon from Shrek? Oh, dragon? I thought you'd go um, for Dragon D's nuts. Oh, <laughs> later. Dragon from Shrek. She's iconic. She has lashes that do not look like she's just been asleep for thousands of years. It's very impressive. Did she get them done professionally? The world needs to know. She thinks. But yeah. So is that, that's the model of dragon you want? That, I think that's my favourite, yeah. That's my comfort dragon. The only thing I'd say about dragon, aren't her wings a little small? Wouldn't you want, like, big, glorious, super large wings? Don't you want to blot out the sky? I do, yeah. But I can do that with my ass. 
That's unrelated to the recording. <laughs> um, and you know you can have babies with probably quite a few things then if you're that dragon. That's a very fertile dragon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is true. But they come out cute is the important thing. Oh, you yeah, do yeah. not have to scroll down far in Google Images for things to get weird. Because <laughs> I guess the, the thing about, like, you said you wanted wings. Do you want just one pair of wings? Or do you want, like, 20 pairs of legs and 20 pairs of wings all the way down? Extra long, just, like, segment by segment, dragon, 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 dragon. I, hi, okay, look, I think I could maybe manage, like, flapping a couple of pairs, but I'm not actually super coordinated, and the longer the dragon, the more the pairs of wings, the more likely it is I'm going to get stuck in the fucking castle and not be able to find my way out. <laughs> you wanted to be a long dragon a minute ago. I know. If you're becoming a dragon rather than, like, growing up as a dragon. Yeah, that's the difficulty, way. Right? It takes, like, a thousand years for them to really, like, learn to use their stuff properly, so if Does you're it? just an adult dragon all of a sudden... Damn. I am also going to make you make the point here that I know we said what monster we'd like to be but this really long centipede dragon thing is an absolute abomination what the fuck guys <laughs> yeah you've kind of adopted your own dragon here and I'm not sure I'm okay with that dragons there's so many forms of dragons I, d- I don't even think this is a dragon anymore this is like some <laughs> horrible monstrosity that was created in a lab I mean I've definitely seen dragons with like 12 legs long bodies some with and without wings some have like two pairs of wings or more like, I don't know what websites you peruse in your own time <laughs> I mean, you like the Bible's like full of an angel that's got like what is it, seven pairs of wings or something? Yeah, and that's horrendous. <laughs> I'm saying you, when you come to monsters, people just make up numbers and be like, boom, that's the number for this. Yeah, what's the scariest possible number? Like twenty? How many legs this dragon have? Let me roll a d100. No, yeah. <laughs> Seventy-four legs, twelve eyes. Hey, at least it's an even number. <laughs> and one wing. <laughs> <laughs> one wing. It's like a parasail. Cue the Sephiroth music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a Dark Souls boss and a Mario Kart vehicle. Great. What? You need the sail so you can glide around between levels. <laughs> Have you considered being a dragon with like a mast instead of wings? <laughs> Take the body of a dragon and just shove a sail onto it. I don't want to be a Halloween boat, no. Oh, look at that beautiful triple-masted dragon. Fuck off, Theseus. <laughs> We've made this dragon absolutely horrendous. One thing I learned about dragons from reading a medieval bestiary from a library. This is a real thing. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. They are the mortal enemies of elephants. <laughs> really? No. Elephants are chill as fuck. So the, the dragons will hide out in the elephants' watering pools where the elephants go to give birth and try uh, to eat the babies. No. But the elephants will, if they see a dragon, they'll trample it. Interesting. That's understandable. I feel bad. Is that specifically Komodo dragons? No, no, these are dragons. These are real life, what they thought oh, dragons were. Yeah, real life regular dragons. Real yeah, life yeah. dragons. But those were basically just big snakes. Well, I guess like they don't cross over very often because elephants are like mostly in Asia and Africa and dragons are in Wales. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Wait, dragons are the mortal enemies of Wales and live in them as parasites? New fear unlocked. They were going after the biggest creature we knew about at the time. And then when they discovered Wales, yeah. like, oh, I gotta, I gotta stop fighting these boys. <laughs> we also need to take this uh, bestiary with a grain of salt because they thought that eagles when they were ready to die would fly up into the sun Icarus style, burn up and fall into a mountain lake and be reborn. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what eagles... Yeah, that makes sense. And that's just science, so... You <laughs> yeah, know. With, a, with a pinch of salt as in, so like... Take it with a grain of salt means you want salt, you want to swallow it off. Yeah, yeah, like, this is a really good idea, because salt is a really good idea to add to food. Yeah, season, let's season this. This bestiary is a really good idea. <laughs> I love it when my knowledge comes pre-seasoned. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing you 
you might not like about being a dragon right now. Right. I'm pretty sure you'd have a lot of attention. And so many people always bothering you being like, ah, senpai, notice me, dragon, Chan. <laughs> and you'd kill them, but they'd keep coming. A lot of people would also be like, you know what, while the dragons chill, as long as you have to like come in hot, like set an example and then go sleep. And like, as long as the dragon's snoozing, let's just keep it happy and we'll, it's cool. So maybe they will start to ignore you. There are a lot of people in the world each rolling the dice of whether they're going to randomly try and come up to the dragon. <laughs> you know, yeah, as we know from D&D, there's a 5% chance that anything could happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 5% chance for anyone, regardless. Some people have a higher than 5% chance, but everyone has a 5% chance of going to try and kill the dragon and maybe succeeding. <laughs> yeah, and assuming you roll over a few thousand people, that's going to be several hundred people turning up to your door trying to kill you. <laughs> well, not even necessarily kill, but just, you know. Kill, seduce, hang out with, you know. Yeah. Kill, seduce. Steal from. Make you join their party. Try and make you turn into a humanoid and go on their emotional adventure or whatever. Ew. <laughs> You're really getting into Baldur's Gate, aren't you? <laughs> Hello, listener. Do you like Magic the Gathering? Well, then come and check out our stream. Every Thursday, we stream Magic the Gathering on our Twitch channel, Hexagogon Live. We swap between Elves All the Way Down, where Jamie jams elves in every format, and you can learn how to build or beat an elves deck, and Draft of the Week, where we play the most exciting limited format available at the time. It's always a blast watching us lose at magic. Wait, lose? I mean, almost win at magic. That's Thursdays at 8pm UK time on twitch.tv slash hexagonlive, or just click the link in the description. And now, back to whatever I just interrupted. Thinking about dragon and hot fire and uh, the smell of burning flesh, we recently had an episode about baked goods. We did. And I think there's a character there who wouldn't be good at winning that, but would be a good monster to be and actually like would spend a great time. A cookie monster. Oh! Interesting. <laughs> the cookie monster? Mm. A cookie monster. I'd be a cookie monster. You are a cookie monster. <laughs> That's Nothing has changed. I'd be fuzzy. I'd be a fuzzy dude, and I wouldn't get diabetes from eating cookies all day. <laughs> that is a super fun. Or maybe I do, but at least they wouldn't bring that to the screen. <laughs> That's, a, That's a weird sort of like, just just a sort of out of shot, and there's just cookie monster having having to take some insulin injections. <laughs> Taking a blood sugar reading, and then just dosing it like immediately it's a cut it's a blooper just hear a beep off screen Cookie's just like me got to check this <laughs> oh no <laughs> injecting it ram 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 they're gonna really struggle through all that fur just scoffing insulin oh my god now me eat insulin that's not how it works Cookie Monster shards of glass going everywhere <laughs> these are things like does a Cookie Monster actually consume cookies considering they just you just sort of just generally mushes them you up you just mash them up you, you get the flavour of Cookie but you never eat it canonically cookie monster eat cookie yeah, in canon oh, you see yeah or was, was, was he doing like the equivalent of wine tasting oh no he, he loves the taste but he doesn't ever consume it that is monstrous <laughs> just say me eat cookie and he rub his tummy <laughs> he just got a bucket that he spits all the cookies out of <laughs> 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 okay that is a good point either I get to eat all the cookies or I'm a master of deception with a very strong like media presence I'm a cult of personality <laughs> again what's you the fur mm. <laughs> <laughs> Can they only eat cookies? Mm. No. And I, I'm good. we're going to go on a quick Google. <laughs> what does the cookie monster eat other than cookies? The one episode where he has to eat broccoli. He eats almost anything, including normally inedible objects. Hell yeah, this is so much better than I realised. Yeah, okay. Normally inedible objects. I'm going to need some examples, friend. Preferred food is cookie. Well, yeah. Okay, um, cookie eats pink phone. Pink phone. Eats pink phone. <laughs> cookie eats dairy and prawn. 
Snowballs. The most snowballs. The most snowballs. Yum. Cookbook. He eats the cookbook when they're cooking. He eats the awards envelope at the Monster Awards ceremony. He eats a 1973 Ford F-250 pickup truck. What? Is he Kirby now? God, I have to pull you back ever so gently here and say, did you just say there was a Monster Awards ceremony? In uh, yeah. Why are we doing this question? It's already established a fact. We already know the answer. Yeah, in fact, let me check what the, who the winner of the Monster Awards ceremony is. Just hand them the win. I, I imagine they don't actually get to do the winner because Cookie Monster ate the awards. <laughs> so this is so much better than I initially even realized. You just become a matter consumer who has a great time doing it. Oh, man. A matter consumer with a hand up your ass. <laughs> is Cookie Monster Trubbish? <laughs> Pretty close to Trubbish. Uh, uh, it just consumes garbage and has a great time doing it. But slightly more appealing, but not specifically. Let's find out. If he can, can he eat garbage? I mean, he can. He can eat everything. But, like, that's kind of Oscar's thing. Although maybe Oscar lives in, in garbage, right? Is there anything the Cookie Monster can't eat? In fact, that's a Google. But, no, that's our next question. <laughs> How would you stop Cookie Monster eating your, your phylactery? <laughs> if Cookie Monster eats a phylactery, does that count as destroy? <laughs> well, the phone rings in his belly, so the phylactery would probably be a way to keep your phylactery safe is feed it to a Cookie Monster. <laughs> so if the phone is still ringing, maybe he's not actually digesting those cookies and that's why he doesn't get diabetes. Ah, maybe he's like a bag of holding. It's, it's in one end and straight down the other. <laughs> <laughs> I have fascinating information. In an interview, he was asked the question, well, the statement, I hear you eat anything other than sardine ice cream. <laughs> so there is one thing that he cannot eat, and it is sardine ice cream. Or won't eat. Won't eat, correct. So relatable. I think, I think everyone can generally agree that sardine ice cream is something that no one really wants to consider eating anyway. So, no, so that's how you stop him eating your phylactery. You cover it in sardine ice cream. Yeah, you Because a phylactery, you need like a cool pot. So you put that in a freezer, it's full of your soul and sardine ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then you don't even label it. And then you have to take turns opening the pot and sniffing it and being like, what is this? <laughs> smells like soul and something else. <laughs> this realization has made me want to create like a D&D item bag of holding that's basically a cookie monster. You can use it as a bag of holding, but it will also occasionally chew things up or eat things without you planning on it. <laughs> I think that's just a regular cursed bag of holding. Like mine only <laughs> cursed yeah. bag of holding. You reinvented pocket monsters. Except it also means you fail all stealth checks. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think, well, no, Cookie Monster sort of, like, auto-passes stealth and deception to the point where he reveals. Like, he always manages to get to the thing and eat it. <laughs> no, surely his tummy is rumbly all the time. People keep giving him awards envelopes and items <laughs> and having a conversation with him, and he keeps doing it. That's because he keeps passing his charisma checks. <laughs> exactly. You have, you have mechanisms. Right, okay, J just just to get to the crux of this point here, you want to be the cookie monster, originally because it meant that you could eat cookies a lot, but now it's because you can eat anything and no one notices until it's too late. Either one of them is good enough. <laughs> You're a lovable, goofy man. Muppet. I am very akin in personality to Cookie Monster. I kind of assumed you wanted to be the Cookie Monster because you wanted a hand up your ass, but that's a different <laughs> equation. I mean, you know, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> um, good to know. Thanks. <laughs> Let's not explore that. <laughs> also, I'm also playing to the judge because have you seen Cookie Monster's eyes? Have I seen his eyes? Oh, that, oh man. <laughs> this looks suspiciously like a logo I'm familiar with. This looks suspiciously like me, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, if you just just painted him a more... Just the yellow on the top. Yeah, gave him a little bit of hair. Perfect. Put some glasses on. Yeah, you'd have some company. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Did you know that his full name is Sydney Monster? <laughs> his full name is Sydney Monster? Yeah. Whether or not I'm the Cookie Monster, or just a Cookie Monster... Sammy Monster. Either way, like, I'd probably 
look enough like Cookie Monster to be able to use that and still, you know, establish myself if I want to. Debuted in 1969. Nice. Great year for humanity. We went to the moon and the Cookie Monster turned us. <laughs> and now, me eat this recording. Om, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> and then you have to do a voiceover. Sorry, we, something went wrong with our audio. <laughs> hey guys, Editing Eddie here. We lost the rest of this recording because it had a bunch of bite marks in it. <laughs> That's not how digital audio works, but here it is. Yeah, weirdly, you've got the waveform and around the edge you've just got like a big apple bite out. Oh, man. <laughs> you could probably make a waveform that looks like teeth. I don't know what noise that would be, but you could make it work. That would be mm. a stupid question. <laughs> be a stupid endeavour, never mind a stupid question. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Alright, if we're going for cute things, as opposed to horrific, subterranean, actual monsters that will instill fascism in the villagers, <laughs> I've got a nicer option. Mm-hmm. Cast your minds back, like... Oh no, like 15 years. Okay. Classic Halloween monster has a rebirth and it's hideous. And it is Sonic the Hedgehog. Sparkly vampires. Oh, right. Okay. Teen book vampires. Like, they're actually quite good at integrating into society. They do have to go to high school some of the time, but then they get to go through college repeatedly. (laughs) Some of the time, they spend their whole lives constantly in high school. Yeah, but the rest of the time, they get to have, like, days off and just go and kill things in the wilderness when they feel like (laughs) it, which would really help. Does Edward Cullen just, like, stay in high school forever? Isn't, Isn't that, like, the plot of the book where, like, the reason why they're so bored? They don't age, I think once they're like vampires they stop aging yeah 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 so they do high school a bunch of times but like they also go off and do a bit of college as well does he have to move around between high schools or do they just lie about it or do people just know about it they have to keep on moving because you can't be permanently 11 (laughs) for seven years (laughs) i mean edward cullen's old enough that people wouldn't be suspicious if he just wasn't in high school right i know right (laughs) look i don't think the plot of the books was very well thought out so no no i think this is a real life thing that happened and we need to figure out why. Okay, right. I mean, to be fair, he's kind of he's kind of a creep anyway. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about nice things. A manipulative predator vampire who hangs around at schools <laughs> and romances children. Very shiny. And watches them in their sleep. And it's not weird, it's really hot. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. That's why I didn't say him specifically. Just like, the general idea. You don't have to be a creep and hang around high schools. You can just sparkle. You can just kill people. People and things and look good doing it. What do you think the optimal age to be forever is? Oh, that's a good question. Like, personally. And why is it 10 years old so you can catch them all? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yes. Backup answer. Training for my old lady body right now. Being super flexible. Being, like, um, hag level, able to get away with stuff. Like, people see you as a kind of non-threatening granny with mysteriously well-preserved sparkly skin. Oh, so you want to be old as hell? Yeah. That's a weird choice. (laughs) (laughs) Or old as hell. But can, like, punch their way through a wall. (laughs) Yes. You have a few tricks going for you. You get magical strength, so, like, the age of your body isn't a problem, really. Yeah, you're not going to get arthritis. You're a vampire. Um, And also, you can just, like, mind control people if they don't like you, right? Wait, what? I don't think sparkly vampires can do that. I mean, they have magical charms, right? That's true. Oh, yeah, they all have, like, their special individual vampire power that they only discover when they become vampires. Right. They get individual vampire powers. But they all have, like, slightly magical charisma, right? Yeah, it's, like, magical charisma, being able to read people's minds, being able to, like, see the future. Being able to walk in the sun and look like a glitter. Yeah, no, that's all of them. 
their powers have expanded out quite a lot. <laughs> These are sparkle vampires. They're intentionally OP. Yes. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I really hoped it was like, oh, and by the way, when you get to a certain age, you can turn into a fuckload of bats. <laughs> I wish. That might be your unique power. That's true. Yeah, okay, I'm taking it. Fuckload of bats. What are their weaknesses? I know that you... Um, Teenage girls. Well, their weakness is that they don't get to be friends with dogs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Mortal enemy. Can they still eat garlic? Uh, no, they can't eat anything. They can't eat anything? This is a skeleton all over again. <laughs> do they need blood? Is it like it's constant temptation they have to battle and find a way to save? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So like you either have to hunt and kill animals or like steal from blood banks or... Get addicted to coffee. I think they just throw up <laughs> if they try and have normal foods, which does sound bad now that I think about it. <laughs> does human blood just taste better than animal blood? Is that like part of the... Yeah, that's literally all there is to it. Right. It's also meant to like make you stronger, but so are vegetables and you don't see them eating those. <laughs> It drives you crazy, right? There's an innate desire for... Yeah, you have, like, intense lust for, for human blood. Sure. But as a vampire, you can actually get it. Is a fair point. The Cullens put off their need for human blood so that they don't have to feel like monsters. Their abstinence from human blood makes them thirst more than the average vampire in terms of how often. So they intentionally don't drink humans and that makes them more wary of being around humans, I guess, because they're that much thirstier. It makes them morally superior, is, is the key point there. Yeah, yeah. Or you could just drink human blood and not give a shit. <laughs> yeah, I bet that's good for your skin. <laughs> it's what? L'Oreal doesn't want... No, their hair. <laughs> Olay? I realised I have no concept of skin. I was beginning to say that line and suddenly realised, like, oh, panic, what am I doing? I'm sure there's vampire stories where, like... Oh, is it Skyrim mechanic? Where, like, if you become a vampire, you can hold off from blood, which gradually makes you more sensitive to sunlight and all that stuff. I don't know, because I'm a good person. And also a sparkly vampire. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't become a vampire in Skyrim because I became a werewolf, obviously. <laughs> well, my, my Skyrim mod made my vampires sparkly, so... <laughs> a Skyrim mod where vampires can still eat garlic bread. <laughs> so what do you want to achieve with your uh, vampire powers? That's a really good question, and the honest answer is turning into a cloud of bats. <laughs> <laughs> a power that you can't even guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> so you chose Sparkly Vampire, and then just went with Dracula's powers. <laughs> You're right. The original, the best, the battiest. <laughs> never mind living forever, never mind all that stuff, hanging out in high school the whole time. Bats. So your whole thing is just you want to be a shapeshifter, so you chose Vampire. <laughs> you chose Vampire because you have a chance of rolling into a shapeshifter. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you also got super strength and all the other bits as well. That's pretty good. And good skin. And good skin. But how can you see the good skin behind all the sparkles? That's true. I guess you can't look in mirrors either, can you? Yeah. You go out in daylight, it's just blinding. Oh, it'll be so good in photos, though. No, it wouldn't. It would be good if you were a celebrity and trying to not be photoed by paparazzi. You ruin every one of their photos. Ah, <laughs> oh, that would be That's good. That's true. So maybe I need to be a sparkly dragon so that when everyone traipses into my cave, they won't be able to get good photos. Oh, and then you could transform into a swarm of... Gnats. <laughs> the swarm of little donkey dragon babies. Oh my word. Vampires are mammals, right? You need flying reptiles. No, you'd be flying snakes. You'd be gliding snakes. Oh, yeah, that's disappointing. <laughs> I'm to wiggle through the air. 
Yeah. That is cool. Especially because you can already fly. So you go, they need to jump down from heights, right? So you go up as a dragon, turn into just like a rain cloud of <laughs> gliding snakes and just glide all over the place. That's how the snakes got on the plane. Hang on, hang on. How did we get from vampire to a shape-shifting dragon snake vampire? Vampire dragon. I'm very spooked right now. I don't like it. <laughs> this is too spooky for me. So um, one more question. Who are you going to creep stalk when you're a sparkly vampire? Are you going to pick as your one true love and it's all going to work out and not be creepy because yes. Oh yeah, that is actually compulsory, isn't it? I forgot It's that. Jeff Goldblum, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Look, if anyone is going to appreciate a rain of uh, mysterious telepathic snakes suddenly appearing, it's Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> you know what? I can't even argue against it. That's fair enough. I would love like um, Jeff Goldblum to be here right now. <laughs> an unironic remake of Twilight Twilight with Jeff Goldblum as Bella. <laughs> or indeed as every character. Just like playing it completely straight and just being wooed by like a teenage vampire. <laughs> I don't think that can ever be unironic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, the creation, I mean, played straight. Yeah, yeah, you can perform it deadly seriously, but it would still be ironic. Yeah, okay, yeah. And would you still have Robert Pattinson as Edward Vampireman? Yeah, because he doesn't age, so it's going to be really convenient. Uh, or, you know, whatever the new teen hunk is. Channing Tatum could be the Edward equivalent. I guess we can just use AI to swap Jeff Goldblum in to the existing movie and not have to pay anyone. Oh, the dream. You're right. <laughs> That's a win for vampires, Jeff Goldblum, and capitalism, Eddie. It's the perfect answer. Oh my word, a perfect trio, a perfect swarm. It might be too good an answer. I might have to ban it off for being too good. That's what I want to do. <laughs> So I think we've had some quite unique combinations that are coming out here. We've had bear with had his, bear. didn't pick a bear, but nonetheless bears aren't monsters. Um, I've realised all I've done is an experiment in my own self-loathing, oh. and I think actually moving on from the Dalek thing, I just I just need more self-confidence. Oh, okay. So the kind of monster I want to be is one of those assholes that plays music loud on the bus. <laughs> oh, oh no, that's so cursed. Exactly the shameless confidence to do that is something I need in my life. If you are capable of doing that, you can do absolutely anything. You know what? I wasn't sure if that was going to qualify as a monster, but I will allow it. They are monsters. You're the kind of person who goes to Aldi and the lines are cutting across the pathway through, so you say, excuse me, can I get through? They step back and you just step into the line. (laughs) Why would you even step into the line when you could just walk to the front and just assume that you were next? That's what you're doing. You're just asking people to get to make space Wait, you guys are paying for things Aldi. Good point. Why would you pay for things at Aldi? It's just the raw confidence of it. Yeah. The confidence that everyone's going to like your music. I don't think that's the point, is it? They're just like, nah, I just, I don't want to put headphones in. I'm just going to blast it out loud. I don't care if they like it. There's two elements at play here, right? There's confidence and there's lack of awareness. I I don't believe you could be that lack of self-awareness, surely. No, it's got to be both. Especially since I'm not going to be playing, like, ultimately, realistically, what's going to happen. If it's it's me playing music on the bus, what it's actually going to be is, like, maximum volume Agatha Christie audiobooks. (laughs) Yeah, baby. The whole bus is going to have a great time. I was thinking you were going, like, glam rock or something. No, no. Just full audiobook. (laughs) It's this podcast. You're just playing this exact (laughs) message out loud as we're talking. About it. I want to be one of those assholes on the bus that plays music out loud. Everyone's like, what the fuck is going on? Oh my god. Get creative with it. You just start listening to a podcast of numbers read in order. What? Why? How is that creative? Just to mess with people. The point is to be a monster. 
What else would you do other than playing music on a bus? Can line an Audi. Um, Never use your indicators while you're driving. Uh, yeah. Is it a is it a BMW that you drive now? <laughs> Own a BMW. Um, <laughs> you'd never put a trolley. You'd leave a trolley in the car space. Yeah, just leave it anywhere. Oh no. Uh, don't take trolley gack. Um, just drop your wrappers wherever you finish them. Leave your rubbish. Yeah, just leave the rubbish anywhere because I'm not going to keep it and put it in a bin. Insist on holidaying abroad and then speak loudly and slowly in English to everybody. Yep. Hey, that's reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the American. <laughs> Uh, you just smoke everywhere and then just like put out your cigarettes on anything. Oh yeah, guys, are we are we stereotyping? Are we just like <laughs> is this just become a stereotyping segment? <laughs> yes, I guess. Who are we stereotyping? We're stereotyping an asshole with no consideration for others. <laughs> yeah, all right, fair enough. I'll allow it. Well, well, I was focusing a bit on the shameless bit, but I I guess they end up to the same thing. We just said the same thing. Yeah. Things I'm actually scared of encountering on October thirty first. This is pretty high up there. A bus. <laughs> a bus with one person. A bus comes and knocks on your door. Yeah. Get in, loser. We're blasting music. If it's just you and this one guy on the bus being an asshole, is that worse? Or is it if it's a really packed bus and he's doing it? I think it's worse on a packed bus. <laughs> I, I think it's on a packed bus. And then and then what actually becomes really is is when there's at least two of them and they're fighting for audio territory. <laughs> oh, no. You got, you got Poirot in one corner and uh, the Bee Gees in the other. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bus I want to be on. It was that awkward moment where they both start blasting the same song and then just become friends <laughs> and use their sounds to amplify each other. They go to opposite ends of the bus to make sure everybody can hear the music properly. Yeah. <laughs> one upstairs, one down. <laughs> yeah, one of them's the driver. What? Well, when I went into hospital last year and I was waiting in A&E for several hours, there was a lady sat in that area just playing loud music on her phone and watching videos. In A&E? In A&E. And someone eventually said, like, can you stop doing this? And she got really pissy and, like, <laughs> staff had to come in and ask her to come to the side. And she's like, how dare you ever go at me, say I'm being inconsiderate or whatever. And she was just <laughs> like... That seems like a good way to get seen faster. Or not get seen at all, quite possibly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's a risky play. That is so unreasonable. It was pretty unreasonable. Yes. I had that crappy song stuck in my head for like the first three days I was in there. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Not even this podcast will stoop to that level. On an episode that is literally about being a monster. <laughs> We're going to stick to the bus. We're not going to do it in A&E. There's a line. Yeah, right. We have standards. Bus assholes have standards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at some point you're doing it just to inconvenience people and not because of the confidence, right? Mm, I, think, I, think, I think it's you superimposing something there. No, so you, you don't necessarily, once you're going out of your way to do it, you've, it's probably beyond what you're aiming for as this kind of your monster. You don't want to be a villain who chases people down and plays music on their bus. You just want to be Unless... a guy on wherever bus you were on. It's just, it's just shameless confidence. Okay, I, I don't want my permanent existence to be trapped on buses playing music loudly. That is not what my <laughs> Intention is it? <laughs> the ghost of the bus. So like, oh my god, that man's still there. It's like, and he's playing really annoying music. <laughs> you're allowed to get on a different bus. You just have to like keep playing it while you're at the bus stop, waiting for the next bus. Oh no! If you take a bus at 1:30 a.m., you might encounter. Paul, <laughs> you won't know he's there until you hear Blue by Eiffel, <laughs> Eiffel 69, <laughs> Eiffel 65. Yeah, it is. Imagine you're there. It's 3am. You've got to get the last bus home and a local comes up and is like, no, I'm sorry, you don't want to get the 417. That's the last bus. That's the haunted bus. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what happens on the 417? He's on the 417. 2000s Britpop. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes Agatha Christie audiobook. <laughs> 
<laughs> we can't. We can't tell if he's trying to suggest that a murder's about to happen. We haven't worked it out so far. <laughs> <laughs> Foreshadowing. Yeah, really, really ominous. It's like, oh, we keep hearing ominous things on a bus. Eventually, people start like a forum online to document them and find out what the ghost's trying to say, and then eventually realize just, it's just reading just a book. Reading a <laughs> <laughs> it's when it starts reading a book about the four one seven bus that you're on. At, like, you know, someone with <laughs> light brown hair and glasses <laughs> sitting three rows in front of someone playing this exact audiobook out loud. The whole goal of the ghost is just to creep people out. They're gonna try and leave the bus at the next stop, but they'll be followed. <laughs> what? You find a bus ticket on the floor that says, like, it's the current time, it's got your name on it for some reason, and then there's a note at the bottom that also says, also, another ticket for murder guy sat in the next seat. <laughs> you look behind you and there's just no one there, and that's just all you do on the bus. <laughs> just worry people. That, and then it's just like, there's just the beautiful silent moments as you know people are in their early morning commute just wanting to get there and then suddenly Mr Darcy I can't find my bonnet <laughs> I, I have a theory that you would become this you'd become this bus ghost and within a very short span of time it would go from audiobooks to like just a quiet calm silence uh, uh, punctuated with ah! Ah! oh dear normal bus noises to be honest <laughs> Paul sounds I haven't I haven't yet released that album on Spotify yet I do need to get down to that. I think you should. You should release a, a Paul ambience. Coming soon to a Spotify near you. A Paul Screamscape. <laughs> That's how I get to sleep. While SMR. <laughs> <laughs> Just the review. This album really helped my sleep problems. I thought it was tough to fall asleep. Then I put this on and learned how hard it could be. <laughs> now I will never need to sleep again. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this thing up. <laughs> Let's be honest, there's only one monster that could ever win this episode. And that is, of course, the Cookie Monster. Oh! <laughs> Me eat prize! Oh no! <laughs> and actually, the prize is going to be really convenient for the Cookie Monster because the prize is some monster potatoes, so you can make some monster mash. Oh! <laughs> Just make it with your mouth. Oh, <laughs> no. At least oh. we check that the Cookie Monster can actually eat potatoes. That is true. <laughs> Something my wife always says. All potatoes are mashed to your stomach. <laughs> I, I guess, yeah. That is a lovely way of explaining why my potatoes always get like that. Oh my god, we got a wife reveal on the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> wife reveal. <laughs> the, uh, you know, I had a secret uh, strat. Is um, the Cookie Monster was the only entry that didn't have a skeleton in it, so I had to win one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> Either a skeleton's gonna win, or it isn't. Wait, the Cookie Monster is an invertebrate. What? Okay, a cookie monster often has a part of a skeleton in him, but not in himself. It's a Muppet. In law, does he have a head of a skeleton? <laughs> Important question. I'm going to be honest. When I saw the words bus and asshole next to each other, I was pretty scared about what was going to come out. Oh, oh the asshole of a bus. <laughs> yeah, it's like the combination of centipede cat bus. Does cat bus have an asshole? Cat bus does have an asshole. It's an animal in Japanese animation. Every animal in Japanese animation. Has an well, we gotta it. we gotta cut this conversation so short. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to keep up to date with everything we do, you can follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. And if you'd like to support us financially, you could send us a one-time donation on Ko-Fi, sign up for monthly donations on Patreon, or subscribe to us on Twitch if that's more your speed. Links to all of that will be in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Well, you'll see us. Well, not see exactly. Ah, you get the idea. 
Can everybody get time is up, please? Time is up. The bus is here for you. <laughs> Ask not for whom the bus bus. Ask not for whom the wheels on the bus go round and round. Oh, no. They go round and round for me. <laughs> 